Why, hello there, my silly gooses. Welcome back to the Midweek Breakdown, presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. I am here to bring you your 10 to 20 minute uh, weekly, just talking about any type of topic that I feel like. And today's topics are stuff that happened early on this week. Um, The first I want to cover is the U.S. reporter that was detained, well, technically arrested over in Russia. He appeared in court uh, Tuesday. The U.S. reporter, Evan Gershkovich, he appeared in Moscow court on Tuesday in the first partly open hearing since his arrest for alleged espionage in a case that has drawn international uh, condemnation. But shortly after a short hearing, his request for release on bail was turned down with the judge saying his detention would remain in place without any charges. Evan Gershkovich, who is standing in a glass case, would say all understood. Thank you very much. His lawyer would tell the AFP that he has a fighting spirit. He's working out and he knows that people are supporting him. Okay, cool. They did say that he did request his release under house arrest and he had offered to pay a bail of 500 million rubies or rubles whatever that is, it's $613,000 American dollars, but they turned that down and his charge of espionage could carry a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Do I think they're going to give this man 20 years in prison? Russia, maybe, because you know what? America's still helping out Ukraine and uh, Russia is still doing uh, things towards Ukraine. And right now, Russia has all the power in their hands. Remember, they still have uh, Paul Whelan over there and America still hasn't done nothing with that situation. The only business deal that we have done so far is basically traded uh, their Russian arms dealer, Victor Boot, for the WNBA player, uh, Brittany Griner, what, late last year? So that's only thing that's been going on right now. Russia has all the cards in their hands. They have two of our people over there, while right now we have nobody that they truly want over on the American side. And if we do, it has not been uh, said to anyone. So that's kind of sucks for homeboy right now. It sucks because he was over there just to do his job, but he knew the risk. He was informed of everything and what could happen. But I don't think any news reporter, everything's they're going to get arrested for just doing their job whenever they're across the country. Um, they just know that, okay, I'm over here just conducting my business, trying to do the news. And then uh, I think I'm going to be fine. And then, nope, I get clipped. Because, well, we're at war. So, Evan Gershkovich, he has to wait it out just like Paul Whelan has waited out. And again, America, you blew your load, bro. You guys could at least try to get uh, two for one. Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner for their Victor Boot guy. And you still could have said no deal and allow Brittany just to sit in uh, their detention center or their jail cell that they have for her. But with the public... Uh, Backing for Brittany Griner, for the WNBA players, for the NBA players, from people in the sports world. America, the president, had to figure out that he had to do something. So that's how we got Brittany Griner back. But it seems that with journalists of Evan Gershkovich over here, there is no type of big media backing, which it should be. Every newscaster, everybody in the news media should be trying to uh, get behind this situation because it's only going to make their jobs much more harder if a person from the uh, ABC big conglomerate or CBS or CNN or somebody else from these other big news conglomerates has to go over to Russia to conduct a news uh, cycle or a news uh, topic and they happen to get clipped. That's going to be a problem because guess what? You guys aren't doing something for this guy right here. So why would anybody else want to back you guys? So I feel that all these news sites should be backing the release of Evan Gershkovich and also Paul Whelan. 
Now to the next thing I technically want to talk about is from ABC7, and it's talking about a birthday party uh, that got shot up in Dandyville, Alabama. It was for a 16-year-old who just happened to have her sweet 16, and her birthday party got shot, and it left four people dead and at least 28 other people injured, and they're still trying to determine what caused the chaos. Authorities have yet to release details on a suspect or possible motive and have not released what led to up to the shooting, which began to ring out around 10.30 p.m. Saturday, the Alabama law enforcement agency said among those killed was the birthday girl's brother, a 17-year-old high school senior, a 19-year-old, and a 23-year-old. The shooting left dozens of partygoers with a wide variety of injuries, and some were still in critical condition as of Sunday afternoon. Now, when you stop and think about this, this was a 16-year-old's birthday party, a girl's birthday party. She was partying with her friends and family and people that she more likely knew from the school and probably the boy had some other people that he knew from his school coming to celebrate his sister's birthday party. And a random dumb jackass comes over and starts shooting a 16-year-old girl's birthday party. I don't understand no logic in that. There is no way rhyme, reason, or how. I already made this publicly known. I said it in Sunday's episode of The Standard. There are things that you should not do if you're on the on-site, like, meaning and mentality. You do not go after someone when they are around their family, they're celebrating something with family, all this type of stuff. You don't do that. I said that purposefully, and I meant that. And for this to have broke out at a birthday event where you know family's going to be there, you know friends are going to be there, you know it's nothing but camaraderie, everybody's going to have their guards down. This felt like the perfect opportunity for a jackass to come over and start shooting this party up. I don't know what the deal was. Right now, the police don't have no idea. They're still trying to gather information. They're still trying to gather uh, some type of motive. They have nothing. They they don't know nothing. They have no idea. They say that the sergeant uh, encourages anyone with information about the incident to reach out to inform law enforcement. But I think that little small town community where they say they know everybody that knows everyone, almost like the way that my community is over here. So I wonder who in that community knows who did it. And I wonder who in that community is going to say something about it. To be honest with you, who's going to be the one to call it the police the person that's going to call up and say, yo, I know who did this. I know who the shooter is. We need to go after this person, this person, that person, or this is the person and this is their motive. Something along those lines, because if you, this is a small town that knows everybody, they know who did it. Or are they going to go the route of, hey, I'm going to tell the parents of who did it and they're going to get their people and they're going to sort out that person and take care of business their way, which I do not advise because that's only going to get you guys into some legal ramification get y'all jammed up i would rather have the court system take care of that that's just my personal preference if you're going to do it do it and i don't think nobody's going to blame you for it but just know that you're going to be arrested for that situation if you happen to take the law into your own hands which again i want to make this perfectly clear one i do not condone but two if you happen to do do it i don't think nobody and i mean this seriously i don't think nobody is going to judge any parent that feels that they need to take some act of retribution after you shot up my daughter's 16-year-old birthday party and you killed my son in the process of that. So 
Right now, the suspect is still out there. They have no idea. The police don't, but probably the small community does. And you better hope the guy that somebody tells a police officer or tell the police who it who did it. Because if the parents find out and the parents happen to know it, I'm not so certain that that person is going to be able to live, to be honest with you. But again, that's just my personal thought process on that. Now on to something that hasn't gotten any news coverage, but I think is going to get news coverage in the next coming days. NBC News, Oklahoma County leaders caught on audio talking about killing reporters and complaining they can no longer lynch black people. The governor of Oklahoma has called for the resignation for the sheriff and other top officials in a rural county after they were recorded talking about beating, killing, and burying a father-slash-son team of local reporters and laminating that they could no longer hang black people with a damned rope. The governor called for McCurtain County Sheriff Kevin Claudie, County Commissioner Mark Jennings, Sheriff's Investigator Alicia Manning, and Jail Administrator Larry Hendricks to step down after the McCurtain County Gazette News published an article over the weekend about what was captured on the recording. I am both appalled and disheartened to hear of the horrid comments made by officials in McCurtain County. Uh, Sadden said in a statement released Sunday, There is a simple no place for such hatred rhetoric in the state of Oklahoma, especially by those that serve to represent the county through their respective office. Sadden, a Republican, said he has ordered the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation to ignite an investigation to determine whether any illegal conduct has occurred. What do you mean any illegal conduct? You guys already tainted those positions whenever an audio recording of that has came out what do you mean if you got caught with your pants down right talking mad cash money shit talking about you can't believe you can't kill someone or do something that in american history and i think everywhere else around the world can be viewed as heinous as hanging someone or specifically hanging black people with a rope what the hell are we talking about those people have already damned their spots they need to get dropped off there's no way there is no way they should be keeping their spots now this is not like an ai situation where it's artificial intelligence that captures somebody's voice and they can just freak around with it no they were caught on audio talking about this yo get them off the seats get them out of here there's no way they're not going to be able to step down there's no way if they're going to be continue to stand in those public office spots, they're going to get harassed constantly. There's no way in the world. There's already certain people already starting to uh, petition and already start doing the whole, hey, yo, we're going to protest these people being in these spots because what they said. What are we talking about here? There's no way they're not going to. I don't know what type of investigation they need for that. I don't know if they need their buddies to say, hey, yo, you need to step down from these spots because... That audio, what you said, is damning. You guys are not going to make our life easier if you stay on to these uh, seats. I don't know what continues to make people have those feelings of hatred for wanting to hang black people. Do you guys not know that hanging someone is a real personal thing? You are putting rope around somebody's neck. You have to throw it around something and you are holding as somebody is physically trying to gasp air out of their body they're trying to get all the air that they can that is being squeezed out of their body and they're being hanged above in the air that they can't do nothing about it that is freaking savage matter of fact freak the freaking that's fucking savage 
That is complete savagery. I don't know what on God's green made people think about hanging someone, lynching someone. That's disgusting. You ever watch somebody literally go purple in the face, blue in the face, just see them lose all the oxygen out of their body? That's disgusting. That's nasty. And for them to say that on camera, on audio, dude, that's disgusting. They need to be off their seats. They need to be kicked off. I'm surprised that the news hasn't really gotten to this yet, but I guarantee you, probably within the next couple of days, they're going to get to this. Hopefully they do. If not, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. But now to the next topic, as we're talking about the Ralph Yall situation, if you don't know, there was a 16-year-old boy who got uh, directions to pick up his siblings from a location, and he ended up going to the wrong location spot. He ends up knocking on a person's door, an 84-year-old man's door, and he ends up getting shot. And it was reported by ABC7 New York. 84-year-old turns himself in, family of teenager, after going to wrong house demands justice. Andrew Lester, the suspect in the shooting of 16-year-old Ralph Yole, is in custody at Clay County Detention Center. Police announced Tuesday Lester is a suspect in the April 13th shooting of Ralph Yole in Kansas City, Missouri. Lester, an 85-year-old white man, was charged with one count of felony assault in the first degree and one count of armed criminal action, also a felony. Clay County prosecuting attorney Zachary Thompson said during a press conference Monday evening, Ralph Yole was shot Thursday night by a homeowner in Kansas City after he accidentally went to the wrong address to pick up his siblings, police said on Sunday. He knowingly caused physical injury to Yall by shooting him, Thompson said, adding that the first count is a Class A felony with a sentence of up to life in prison, while the second count is a unclassified felony and carries a range of punishment of 3 to 15 years in prison. So, this is where we're at now. They did have a GoFundMe for Ralph, and right now, as I am saying this, his GoFundMe is at $3 million. They already eclipsed the $2.5 million that was supposed to be raised. They already did that, so right now it's at $3 million. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be 3 point something million dollars that's been raised for Ralph Yall. And also, Ralph Yall is back at his home he is recovering and recouping there after he's already uh, did his time in the hospital. I'm glad that he did not die. I'm glad that the uh, boy is safe. Well, not safe, but he's back home recovering. He did not die. And especially when you hear about he got shot in the head and he got shot in the arm. When you hear about someone getting shot in the head, they usually think they die. That's always the first thing. Someone got shot in the head. Okay, they died. Nope, he lived, and he got shot in the arm. He still lived. So I'm glad that um, the 16-year-old Ralph Yall is still alive. And I want to make this specifically clear, too. The reason why Andrew Lester did not get hit with any type of hate crime uh, action onto the counts was because the prosecutor mentioned that the hate crimes will be carrying a lesser sentence. They feel that this was a racial thing, but they do not want to tack on any type of hate crimes to it because they want to get this guy on some heavy offenses. So they don't want to get him on any type of hate crimes which carry lesser offenses. So I'm glad that they did um, classify and clarify why they did not try to put any hate crime charges to this obvious hate crime situation here. I don't understand, again, I don't understand you shooting off or blasting off at someone that just happens to appear at your doorway if he's not kicking in your door, busting down your door, busting your windows and all that type of stuff. 
then you don't shoot someone. If someone happens to knock on your door or do any of that type of nature, which is courteous, you don't shoot someone. Now, Ralph, y'all, he says that he did not even get the chance to touch the door or anything. Lester just starts shooting him and telling him to go away, which is crazy when you think about something like this. But Lester, he has uh, said that's not true. He said that he touched the door. He yanked on it. He got afraid. That's when he started to get his gun and shoot. This is, listen, the only thing the police has to do is literally do a forensic on the door See if he touched it, get the fingerprints, do all the things that they know they're supposed to do from CSI. You see it on all these shows from Law and Order to CSI and NCIS. Do forensic on it, get the data, get the uh, DNA, get all that kind of crap. See if Ralph Yall touched the door or whatever. See if it was forcefully pulled. They know how to do all that and see who's telling the truth. I'm pretty sure Ralph Yall is because why would a 16-year-old pull on a door? It makes no sense if he's not going to try to rob the place. He's trying to pick up his siblings. He's not yanking on a door for robbing. He's not even yanking on the door. It doesn't make no sense. So, homeboy, he's going to be spending some time in jail. He's already, what, 85? He's going to be spending some time in jail. There's no way they're not going to do something about this. And, again, I'm glad that Ralph Yall is home. He is recovering. He's recouping. Please say your prayers for him because anything still can go wrong. Just because he's recovering, recouping after he was in the hospital, now he's home. Something still can go wrong just out of the blue and he could end up passing away off of these uh, gunshot uh, wounds. So please still say a prayer for Ralph Yall. And also say a prayer for the 16-year-old and her family, the people that lost loved ones over there in the Alabama shooting. I forgot to mention that when I said that, but please say a prayer for both of these families as they're both... Uh, recovering from some tragedies. Now, going from tragedy to something that is good in nature in the world of sports and in football, more specifically, as this is the last topic, I want to talk about Jalen Hurst. Jalen Hurst has signed a record-breaking five-year extension with the Philadelphia Eagles, reportedly highest-paid player in NFL history. The Philadelphia Eagles and quarterback Jalen Hurst has agreed to a five-year extension of the Stars contract that the NFL's team announced Monday. The contract keeps Hurst with the franchise through 2028. According to the reports, the extension is worth $255 million, making Hurst the highest paid player in the league history. ESPN Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network both tweeted the news, noting more than $175 million of the contract is guaranteed money. So that is a good thing when you think about all the NFL players that are quarterbacks that are black, you only got what? Only what? Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Those are the only three that comes to my head off top. I don't think there's any more right now, personally, but when you think about it, that is a lot of cachet, even for anybody just making any type of money. NFL, that's $255 million. When you think about all the type of revenue that the NFL does technically bring in with the Super Bowl, with uh, the pre, not pregame, but with the opening game happening and all these type of like playoffs and all these type of things, you would think NFL players should be making more money. So $255 million, I think that's a little below for NFL players when you think about it. But hey, it is what it is. I'm glad that Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in the league because when you think about all the things that they were saying about Jalen Hurts before, they didn't say some good things about Jalen Hurts. They didn't think that he was that good. Certain people were weary about Jalen Hurts 
which I don't know how you could be weary about Jalen Hurts when you look at his time over there in Alabama, and then he got transferred over to another college, and then he did good at the other college, and then he goes up to the NFL. I don't understand how you guys can look at Jalen Hurts and question his ability as a quarterback in the NFL. That was crazy to me whenever I heard anybody say anything bad about Jalen Hurts. So for him to now be the highest paid uh, player in the league history, that is crazy to me. It's good crazy, not bad crazy. It's great. So I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts does what he's supposed to do. I hope that he uh, maintains being healthy. I hope that he uh, is training and just enjoying life right now as Again, the football season is not starting yet. They're probably going to get these football players back into uh, training shape within the next couple months because football season around the summer, they start getting back into the uh, their camps and start doing what they got to do to get everybody ready for the upcoming season. I hope Jalen Hurts is just enjoying himself and also don't fall into the traps. You know the traps I'm talking about a.k.a. groupies or people now that want to be with you more because now you got more money because they are your contract. Uh, the figures are out there and people can easily just look it up and try to eye you up and size you up and try to latch on to you. I hope Jalen Hurst has a good support system around him and is actually going to tell him you shouldn't be doing that. Don't be around these people. Don't be around that people and just continue doing what you've been doing and stick to making the right decisions. That's all you got to do in sports, to be honest with you. So, Again, congratulations to Jalen Hurts. I'm glad you got that money. And that has been the show. This has been your midweek breakdown. I want to thank everybody for downloading the episode. Also, please say a prayer for everybody on this planet because you don't know what somebody's going through. And uh, I think that's it. If you missed Sunday's episode, it's called The Standard. You can go and download that now. If you watch wrestling or you like professional wrestling, I have a Saturday episode that I posted up on Saturday. It's available now. Now, with me getting all that self-promotion out of the way, it's time for the uh, song of the week and this week's song of the week it is 50 cents i get money since jalen hurt is getting all this money in the nfl i think this should be the right tune for him to basically just listen to rock out to so with that being said ladies and gentlemen 50 cents i get money I'ma die trying to spin this shit Southside's up in this bitch Yeah, I smell like the boat I used to sell dope I did play the block Now I play on boats In the south of France, baby Sandro Pay, get a tan I'm already black Rich, I'm already that Gangster, get a gang Hit a head in the hat Call that a little rap shit Fuck the shit, chatting the big up Bake the bread, a barber I cut your head, a marksman I spread a lead, I blood clot, chop your leg Not fuck with the kid I get biz with the cig I can win you live You dig? I get it. I get it. Yeah. I run New York. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I run New York. You can call this my new shit, but it ain't new though. I got 
over to my old bitch. Now I got new hoes. First it was the Benzo, now I'm in the Enzo. Ferrari, I'm sorry, I keep blowing up. They call me the cake man, the strawberry shake man. I spread AR, make your whole click break dance. Backspin, headspin, flatline, you're dead then. Nine shells, matching. Who wanna get it cracking? I was young, I couldn't do good. Now I can't do bad. I ride back the new Jag, I just buy the new Jag. Now nigga, why you mad? Oh, you can't do that? I'm so forgetful, they calling me cocky I come about the jeweler, they calling me Rocky It's the ice on my neck, man, the wrist in my left hand Bling like, blow, you like my style uh, uh, I'm headed to the bank right now I get it